right, welcome back to another episode of Dose Offensive Gentlemen. So uh, we got a kind of a we're gonna go off the trail uh, a new direction this for this podcast. Um, so we're gonna talk about uh, traveling. Uh, one of the things that one of our shared interests here. So this last week, both of us went on trips. Uh, I went to uh, Romania, uh, several parts there, and got to go around. And you went to the Gormish and the Zugspitz. <laughs> Wait, what was that? And the Zugspitz, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, you have to say it that way. Otherwise, <laughs> with, it's with the otherwise <laughs> it's so fake. It doesn't. It's not real. With the with the it has it has to be authentic. I was gonna try to do so a Romanian, but it had been so stereotypical because it would have been like blah blah blah. <laughs> 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 I want to suck your blood. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> I mean, because I did. I was all over Transylvania this uh, this past week, so it would have been appropriate, but it would have been so wrong. But with that, um, for the spoils of travel, I uh, brought back some new drinks for us to try. So this week we will not be drinking whiskey. <gasps> oh dun, no. Dun, dun. So this week we're going to be drinking. I brought back uh, actually two versions of it. as a drink called Palinka. Palinka. So uh, what Palinka is, is a Palinka is basically a very strong uh, fruit brandy that's uh, very common um, within that region. I think it originally um, originated in Hungary, but you can find it in Hungary, uh, Romania, Czech, you know, all throughout. Um, and the two versions I brought back today, um, I brought back the tra- traditional one. Um, it's actually called Palinka de Ar- Ardial. Uh, Ardial, I believe, is just like another name for the region of Transylvania. Um, and it's the traditional one made out of plum. And the second one is Palinka de Peri, um, which is a pear. So one made out of pear, one made out of plums. And the one that's made out of pears is it's fifty percent. This is gonna burn. <laughs> this is gonna hurt, man. And the one oh actually they're both fifty. Oh god. So <laughs> <laughs> uh just for reference, the whiskeys that we've been drinking straight, neat, n- no no ice, no no water down, at least in the beginning. Those are about 40 to 45 percent. Yes, and these are both starting off at 50. <coughs> so kind of oh, yeah. It's just, it's going to hurt. So <laughs> a little bit about Palenka. Uh, it was first documented in 1540 and now is a uh, essentially a, uh, a common drink, a staple of uh, Romania. Um, it says guests will never leave without even getting a taste of a small glass of Palenka. It is deemed one of the traditional Romanian spirits, given its unique taste as well as because it is 100% natural. Uh, the traditional spirit can reach up to 65 per 65. You know, uh, based off of a story I'm going to share later on, I believe that because the palinka we had um, initially tried was very strong. I took one uh, one glass and I was like, yeah, I'm... I'm I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I think you should just have that in like operating rooms, like just disinfect the fucking floor. <laughs> just drop it on there; it'll kill everything. Yeah. Oh so usually, and um, from what I was told, it's usually sh- shared, um, sort of like a you know, 
you know how at the end of a meal, a lot of people will take coffee and or espresso or something or right. brandy. Yeah. Same way, you know, at the end, uh, as a, what do they call it, a digestive? Uh, uh, digestive, yeah. Yeah, digestive. Well, it d- d- depends where you are. A digestive. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a digestive. It helps you digest, which blah, blah, blah. it works. Yeah. It so works 100%. So, but unfortunately, I also saw it <laughs> drink, uh, drank more as, as in a casual setting as well. So, um, it's it's for the hardened drinkers. I think this is something of a challenge for them. Unless you're Romanian, then it's just normal. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I have water on standby. <laughs> I'm gonna chase the fuck out of this one. The moment I saw 65, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna have like two. We're gonna go through both of them. Um, so we're gonna start off first with the uh, pear version. And so with that, and the continuing with the DOG tradition, I'm going to offer a Romanian toast. Uh, I don't speak Romanian, and I tried to learn something while I was there, but I'm pretty sure it's going to sound sh- shit. So basically the toast is simple one word. It's norak. Uh, and it right. means, it translates basically to luck. Uh, right. But basically used the same way as we use cheers. All right. Woo-hoo. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh. I took, I, I barely wet my tongue. What? Uh, yeah. I at least took a gulp. Yeah, yeah. I no. Oh man, uh, that's strong, dude. That is strong. So I didn't. I've never. I haven't tried the uh, the the pear <sighs> version. Um. <coughs> I feel like I drink whiskey for a living, and this just fucked me up. Well, I drink for a living, <laughs> so. But this one, I mean, this like, is this uh, is actually like I can actually tell the difference from I've had the plum one before. Mm-hmm. I can tell that like this is not the same one because I can actually tell the pear. I could I could taste the pear into it. Um, that's quickly washed away with turpentine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's. It's it's like a fruity sensation with lead. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a. Uh, I mean, this is definitely not. Uh, I guess. So they they were sipping it. Uh, I don't know if I would consider this a sipping drink, more of a Maybe shooter. A shot. Uh, but if if it was a shooter, like that's a. That's a crazy shooter, to be honest. Like. Well, I wouldn't drink this much of it as a shot, but. Uh, well, no, but not actually, but what we got in there, that's. Maybe ounce, ounce and a half. No, mm-hmm. ma- I mean ounce and a half. Like most, I think. I think that's probably actually about a shot. Yeah. I don't know, but, but um, anyway. Well, you, other than your 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 throat burning, <coughs> what do I taste? I taste. Uh, this is the pear one. You could definitely taste the pear. Um, almost like a walnut. Did you get that? I, I didn't get the walnut. Nope, nope, that's definitely turpentine. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that one, that one, woo. Uh, This is not going down smooth. This is not, like, like, this is a shooter drink. This is something you drink when you're you're done, done eating a big meal and you got to help that thing go down. Definitely. This is this is an after di- after di- dinner. 
You know, actually, that this actually makes much more sense now based off the cuisine, <laughs> which I'll talk about later. Now, now I can see why this is drunk, drunk at the end of a, a big meal. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not even looking forward to the plum one. <laughs> I feel like I've already been through enough today. We're going to do it. We're going to have to We're going to do it. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be an adventure. This is what for, you said 45? 50. 50. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into today? Nice. This is what we do when we travel. So yeah. I guess um while we're finishing this <coughs> as well, I, I want to talk about the um you know, I'll let you on your segment, but I wanted to talk about the the food. Um cuz one of the one of the main reasons, I always say one of the main 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 reasons I travel <laughs> is to eat. Mm-hmm. I love Love trying to go and get local dishes, which was actually kind of hard on this trip because everyone wanted me to go to, they wanted us to take us to what they figured were like the best, you know, s- restaurants and and stuff like that. I wanted, I wanted to find like traditional, you know, like the hometown sort of restaurants. They wanted to t- take me to the new fancy, you know. They the, wanted to show off. Yeah, they wanted to show off, which I understand. I mean... I probably want to take you to the best too, but I was looking for the the traditional stuff. So, for the first couple of nights, um, I ate um, I ate a lot of dry aged steak, a lot. I have a question. Yeah, are you saying that like it's a problem? No. I'm okay. Not, good. Because if it you was, were, it <laughs> was definitely not a problem. Because actually, the first we first place we did, um, we went to it was in Oradia. It was called uh, Meetix. Mm-hmm. Right, meat. IX. So I already gave you an idea of what you're getting in for. And when you walk in, it's really nice, you know, very nice kind of trendy place. But then they have like a parchment paper over the the tables. So it's not like, you know, your normal tablecloth. And you look at the uh, the menu and the menu is meat, 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 meat. And we happen to have a salad. Fancy. And the salad, <laughs> funny, the salad was actually just lettuce. <laughs> it was just lettuce <laughs> with the dressing. The dressing was really good, but it was they bring you this big bowl. It's a huge bowl of just lettuce. It's just chopped lettuce with some dressing on. That's your salad. But everything else was meat. Your appetizers were carpaccio, bone marrow, sausages, um, like uh, sliced smoked meats and stuff like that. That was your appetizer. If you were, this was definitely not a vegetarian or a vegan friendly place at all. Good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so the thing they gave us, or they, they they definitely wanted us to try, was their T-bone, but you had to order it <laughs> by the, <laughs> you had to order it. So it started off by uh, by uh, 250 grams. That's where it started from, and then you can buy it uh, for uh, 20 20 lei. Uh, after each, you know, you can you could go up about a hundred grams, you know, up 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 up. So we ended up at with a uh, six hundred and fifty gram T bones. Ooh, wow! So real quick, just uh, for the uh, the converting inclined, two hundred fifty grams. That the starting point is eight point eight ounces. Yes, and then six six fifty is twenty three ounces. Yeah. So twenty three ounce 
T-bone. So nice. That's so good. That's so like my mouth is watering, and, and I, it could be from the turpentine. <laughs> it's twenty-three ounce, twenty-eight day dry aged T-bone. <sighs> it was really good. <laughs> I feel like you're so underplaying it, was, it right now. <laughs> it was. It was so good. It was. It was just like one of those meals where you're just like, you know what? Uh, life is good. I'm just. I just want to take a nap right here. But that's all I had. Actually, I had the bone marrow. I got the bone marrow where they basically brought me half of a cow's leg cut in half. That was roasted bone marrow. That was my appetizer. That sounds really good. Yeah, actually. it was good. Yeah. I love bone marrow. And so it was I actually haven't, I've never had bone marrow that I know of. Really? So, yeah. So how how is it typically prepared? Like, uh, what's like the texture of it uh, when they serve it in that way? So... Um, if you ever actually, I, I, I actually, I used to do a lot because you can actually go and get prepared. You know, you could get the bone marrow at Cora, you know, where they just hack up the uh, the leg, the bones in the leg, and then you just roast it and then pull the bone marrow out. So bone marrow has like a you probably ha- had like the collagen from like um, pork or um, or you've had pork belly. Oh yeah, and yeah. you've had some of those like you know not just that big fat cap on it, but you know a little bit more of the collagen underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of texture like that, but it but it's uh, when it's roasted real right, it spreads like it like has like really thick buttery, almost buttery taste to it. Okay, and it's really good. Um, um, and honestly, actually, my favorite way to have bone marrow is in um, is in soup form or broth form. So like uh, what they what they generally call, especially when it was over um, in uh, uh, Japan and Korea and uh, in that Far East area, is uh, it's called tonkatsu ramen. And uh, tonkatsu ramen is usually pork bone marrow broth with you know ramen noodles and stuff, and then sliced breaded pork on top, which is the actual tonkatsu. But that um that bone marrow broth is just so it just has that. That you know, saying it just says that. Like, nice is it like really flavorful? It's very flavorful. Yeah. Uh, like, what kind of flavor would you uh, um, would you associate it with, or like butter? Cl- closely, yeah. Like, like a, butter. It's like, like biting into a stick of butter. Like to a nice melted stick of butter. Uh, you know how like when you have okay, you know how like when you get like a a, a T bone or a, or a ribeye, a good marble ribeye, and you mm-hmm. have like those little nice soft fat deposits that yeah. just roast it real nice. Like, yeah, like where it's like a little bit charred, but then it kind of melts in your mouth yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty oh. much what you get with, with bone oh. marrow. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah. I really want steak right now. <laughs> like, especially since you're talking about your... Oh, we're going to go through much I more wa- steak. I want uh, 750 grand. I have to one-up you, please. Yeah. I, well, want, I want all the steak and eggs you have. So we went <laughs> from that one. So we, we had that one night. And then um, the next night, they were like, they're going to take me to another place. And they're like, uh, oh, you got to try the steaks here. And I'm like, but I had steaks last night. So I actually said to the waiter when I sat down, he's like, uh, you want to, he's <laughs> like, he's like, you have to try the steak. I said, well, I had steak last night. He goes, you didn't have steak here. So I was like, oh. Um. My man. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay. And he's like, this is what I recommend for you. And they had this thing called the, they, it was, they called it the Dallas Cut. And it was basically a bone-in ribeye. Oh, tomahawk. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't have the tomahawk, so it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't the long. The long ribeye rib bone, oh, but it still had the bone into it. Um, yeah, and they they also I guess they tried to one up the other place because theirs was thirty day 
Tribal age. <laughs> you go 28. <laughs> we, I go 30. We went 30. And uh, that was good. But uh, for my appetizer there, I had uh, uh, actually two appetizers that were amazing. One was their um, dry aged uh, tartare, um, beef tartare. And dry aged, dry aged beef tartare. I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing. I, um, I've had tartare before, but I haven't had dry aged. Apparently, it is because I said this. I was like, mm, dry aged tartare. I was like, I've, I've eaten a lot of tartare, but none, none of it's been dry aged. So sounds like we need to go back because I so, need steak. Yeah. So I had that, and then I had the uh, the uh, duck the uh, duck breast carpaccio. That sounds phenomenal. Oh, it was phenomenal, and whoever did this, they did a wonderful job. They had it cut so thin and was pounded so right that the pieces of meat just melted in your mouth. And I was just like, man, I had both those appetizers, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I'd even need the steak. And then the steak came, and I was proven wrong. <laughs> you need this meat. I needed it. I needed <laughs> it. So the third day, I was like, look, guys, guys, I want Romanian food. I want to try Romanian food. Okay, steak. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for lunch they took me to another place. What they were like? Oh, it has Romanian dishes, but this is what we're gonna have our special for the day, which was a uh, chicken breast with gorgonzola, uh, gorgonzola sauce, and it was delicious. Sounds good. Like like gar- uh, gorgonzola cheese. Yeah, the gorgonzola of? it was like a gorgonzola gorgonzola cheese sauce. So I was like, that was really delicious. But I was like, I want traditional Romanian food. And they're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that night we actually went to the movie, so we didn't. We actually kind of quit back to eat, eat. So then the next night I was like, look, I want a traditional Romanian meal. And they were like, okay, we're gonna go. So they took me to this place. Um, it was called uh, uh, Salame, Salame, S A L A M E, and okay. it is a. Um, it's actually named after a uh, traditional uh, meat sausage that is that's common in Romania, and I finally had my my first Romanian meal, and it was actually uh, really good, and I was actually pretty surprised. They they did a lot of pork, um, and a lot of smoked pork. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't so hard. It was S A R M A L E. It wasn't the pork. It was the, it was cabbage rolls stuffed with meat, minced meat. That was the name of the, the restaurant, and it was also one of the dishes that I tried. Um, I had uh, grilled grilled minced meat rolls uh, called uh, I think it was called meat meatsy. Um, oh, and my favorite was the tripe soup. Uh, the tripe soup. Tripe soup. What is tripe? So tripe is like the stomach and you know. Oh yeah, innards, yeah, it's like yeah, it's okay. like menudo. You know, yeah, right so yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so I and I love menudo, so I was very happy to have tripe soup. Um, they had polenta, but it, I didn't eat much polenta. I, I mean, I took a taste of it, not because I don't want it, it's just because I was on. A, I've been doing a keto diet, so I've been avoiding carbs as much as possible. Sounds boring. So while we're talking about boring stuff, let me tell you about uh, Oradea. That's where you were, right? Uh, that was the second place, but yeah. I was in two. But Oradea, yeah. Oh, oh, the other places were in yeah. Bucharest, or it was Bucharest. Well, there was. So I've been. I was eating both in Bucharest and in Oradea. Okay, so a little bit about Oradea. Uh, it is. Uh, 
the capital city of Bihor County and Kristana region is one of the important centers of economic, social, and cultural development in the western part of Romania. Retaining these characteristics throughout history, the city is nestled between the hills that separate and unify in a harmonious way with plain with plain Kristana, located on the banks of the Crisiu or Crisur Repede River. I feel like I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, that divide the city into almost equal halves. It is the gateway to Central and Western Europe. The city is located in the northwest of Romania. Yeah. And it's like literally, it's like right on the uh, uh, Hungarian border. Okay. So, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people were driving back and forth and they're going th- from Hungary to uh, Oradia. Very common. Go ahead, finish up so we can get yeah, this. Did this which which one, one did you did you just pour? Oh, the plum. Oh, I didn't yeah. know we were on a time limit. Well, uh, I was. You're still sipping. Uh, I'm still trying to survive this shit, dude. <laughs> dude, fitty, <laughs> fitty. Uh, drink uh, up, man. Drink uh, up. Went, earlier, when you heard me like coughing, <laughs> that was that was the drink that I, I was trying to catch up. Yeah, so yeah, Radio was actually really, really, really nice city. Um, very small. It's actually uh, other than you know the river and some of the historical facts. It's very similar to where we live now, and meaning that it's a city, but it's not like a big metropolitan seri- city. So you had your downtown square. It's really nice. Um, <coughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> it got you on the come up. That's what happened. Yeah, trying to talk all that trash. It'll sure. get it'll get you. It'll get you. <laughs> God. <laughs> Mid sentence. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, let's get into this because I want to. I want to. I want to really get more in depth into to the adventures I had there. And I want to hear about you know uh, your ski trip as well. Oh, I'm sorry. oh yeah, I'm sorry. I don't ski. I'm sorry. That shit's did for I the say, birds, did son. I say skiing. You did. I did. I'm sorry. Get the fuck out. <laughs> GTFO. <laughs> Uh, is it my turn? Well, first we're gonna. Oh, yeah. Now it's the plum, right? This is the plum. I'm this not the plum. Pour as much. By the way, I'm not. Man, you better okay. pour me as much as you. There you go. Equality, okay? Equality. Hold on. I think I poured you more, so let me let me even. Oh, up. that's okay. That's a privilege. That's all right. <laughs> now we're the same. That was equal pour. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! You can't hey. talk to me that way. Black Panther came out. Um, we're not going down this. <laughs> we're not going down this one yet. <laughs> we you we need to hurry. Up, you need to hurry up and see it so we I can guess, talk. I got. I got. I got so much I need to watch. Yeah. Uh, but before we get onto entertainment, uh, this drink is about to tear up my insides. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it smells different? Does it? I mean, it smells more Ooh. of a. <laughs> 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 Ooh, that's a, that's so, a. So take take a whiff of it. Take a whiff of it. Does it does it smell like different than the than the pear? Oh, much different. Yeah, yeah, different fruit, man. This this. Well, yeah, but turpentine's turpentine, so that's one. <laughs> that's one. <what> <laughs> this is a different to. spelling. I think this is harsh. I think the. Oh, do you I'm think this one's harsher? I, you take a sip and oh, let me let me see, because I I think the pear was actually more mellow than this one. I feel like I gotta hype myself up for this. What you think? <laughs> for the those of you who are listening at home, 
Jay has a very twist up and contorted face at this moment. <laughs> it's a... Uh, I definitely have to rinse my mouth out. Uh, so that one, when I took a sip of it, so it definitely smells different. You could definitely smell the plum, right? Or plum. That was what it was. Yeah, that's okay. A plum so one. you could definitely smell the plum. Uh, but and then, so you take a drink, and it's. Uh, I, I took a pretty good sized drink, and, but it. Uh, it was different tasting, like overall. Once, uh, once I like swallowed everything, so the the lingering taste was different than the than the pear from earlier. I can't describe it <laughs> adequately with words <laughs> because it felt like I can't describe it. I can't describe it. <laughs> it's uh, it's bothering me that I cannot describe it right now. Well, uh, but it um. It almost feels like so you take a drink and you know how you have that like that sour face that comes up you know mm-hmm. or that 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 like oh my god what that, they used to call it the bitter beer face yeah yeah so you take that but you add like like almost like a fruity kind of aftertaste mm-hmm. but then the turpentine comes in and that washes it all away and then you can do mouth surgery because your mouth is completely disinfected oh yeah so it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will say this. Um, this is definitely going to be a, a very, very special occasion drink. Um, or just like an after-dinner shot kind of thing. Yeah, probably something like that. But like, I guarantee, <coughs> I believe these bottles will stay on my uh, shelf. <laughs> this is not going to be the easy drinking. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 these bottles will stay. Like, I can't keep whiskey on my shelf. <laughs> but, but this I, will stay there. <laughs> I will keep Palenka on my shelf. Uh, I think I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, I've I've definitely had worse. Um, but it's but it's definitely not made for sipping. No, it's not a sipping drink. Like I said, this is this is a digestive. This is something you drink after after a good hearty meal, especially a fatty meal. Um, See, that's where I fucked up. I should have ate before. We did. I should have had a big ass steak, so that I wasn't so meat envy. I should I should really rethink my phrasing know, on that one. Phrasing. Phrasing. Um, you know, uh, the steaks and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, man, I'm, re- I'm really hungry, really hungry. I have this digestivity when I don't have anything to digestive. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, we got to prepare. We should we should at least have some uh, exquisite meats and cheeses Ooh, to snack on. The platter. Um. So I guess for the next one, the next liquor or spirit we do that's this harsh, well, we, we're going to have to get <sighs> a platter or something. Yeah, I'd have to say so. You're going to have to cater to me. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, so choking is all right. Now that we we got the uh, we got the uh, gasoline out the way, um, <laughs> we could go into our tri- our full yeah. trips. So yeah. tell us about your trip. Yeah. So I went down to Garmisch, uh, which uh, for anybody that doesn't know, it's in the south of Germany, um, it kind of in between Munich and. So Munich, Germany, where Oktoberfest is, and Innsbruck, Austria. It's kind of like sits in the mountains uh, right there. Um, it's it's a nice little town. Actually, it's pretty it's pretty good size uh, as far as ski towns go. Um, excuse me. Uh, whenever you go to uh, the Alps, there's normally small towns that are connected to big mountains. 
So if you're going to go to a ski town, you can stay in one or two different towns and take the ski bus in or something like that. But uh, with Garmisch, it's kind of all in one. Um, pretty big. I mean, to be honest, this is like the most American German town in that area. Definitely. Um, they have like a Pizza Hut down there. Like, I mean, it's it's like, like it's little America almost. So, uh, but so uh, it was President's Day weekend when we went down there. Um, went down there with uh, the family and uh, a few friends. We rented out like two suites, which was kind of nice. Um, and uh, snowboarding. Oh man, snowboarding. So I love snowboarding. I've been snowboarding for about carry the one about six years right <laughs> and uh i learned uh when i was in italy and so i've always kind of been used to like steep mountains like i want something with a peak on it i don't like these rolly mountains you call the poconos when i was in the northeast scratch that jazz um but uh garmish was good because garmish is like the middle of of the two extremes i feel like so you have uh the alps which are just magnificent magnificent mountains super high elevations things like that and then you have uh <laughs> i was just corrected sorry nine years not six my apologies uh <laughs> carry the one god damn it i've been drinking so uh i've been dr- i've been snowboarding for nine years now uh and <laughs> that's funny how that came through. <laughs> uh, so then, um, uh, so it's the medium between like the Poconos and the Green Mountains in the northeast of the U.S. to uh, to the really large glaciers and stuff like that that you see in the Alps. Um, and what I mean by that is it's not super high like they had the Zugspitz which actually the Zugspitz is one of the tallest peaks in Germany mm-hmm. and uh, also one of the tallest in the uh, Alps um, which once you go up there you're above the tree line and uh, the runs up there were pretty good yeah. uh, last time I went but there just wasn't a lot of them uh, so this time we went down to the Garmisch Classic and it was much uh, a lot more lifts a lot more runs a lot more people a lot it's like it's uh it's, oh, I don't know how you can really think of like talk about it. Like you go out there and you just like you, you gotta psych yourself up because of the amount of obstacles that are gonna be in your way. Oh yeah, no uh <coughs> fun fact, that's I actually learned to ski on the Zook Spitz. I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. Skiing you know. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten into snowboarding yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. And I, and to be honest, I you know, and or or actually sadly I, I have not been skiing as much as I used to. I used to go skiing quite a bit, but uh, I don't know with family because no one else in the family skis. Oh, no, I take that back. The wife the wife and kids went to France one time to learn how to ski. I think the kids probably liked it more than the wife did. But Well, France actually has like some of the best skiing in the Alps. Um, yeah. They have uh, Chamonix, which is like easily within my top five places in the world, um, where... Uh, Chamonix, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, is pretty much a, a French town in, in uh, the valley of the Alps, right by Mont Blanc. And it is essentially half owned by French, half owned by the Brits. 
So you go down, and it's extremely multilingual, especially for it being such a tourist attraction with all the skiing and and extreme sports. Um, there's all kinds of uh, extreme sport videos on my on my uh, Facebook feed with Shamini in it. Uh, you have like paragliding. Um, uh, what's the squirrel suit? Um, the wingman. Wing, yeah, the 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 wingsuits. Yeah, wingsuits. Yeah, wingsuits. Uh, snowboard, skiing. You have like the off-piste uh, stuff that goes on there. Uh, mountain climbing, things like that, and it's it's ridiculously high. I mean, rid- like. We went up to the observation point. I think that's around 14,000 feet at that location. And that, like, we were out of breath going up the stairs. Like, I mean, you're walking up there and it's just the air is so thin. It's ridiculous. And uh, so there's actually at the observation deck, you can look over into um, Chamonix itself. Or you can look in the opposite direction and see Mont Blanc. Now, Mont Blanc is really high. You know how I know that? Because when you're standing on the observation deck, which is around fourteen thousand feet, you're still like you still look over to Mont Blanc, and it's a kilometer higher than you are, like a thousand meters. So, <coughs> how does that compare with Garmish? Shit, <laughs> Garmish is shit compared to <laughs> compared to uh, Chamonix. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, so if the conditions were perfect, uh like you know talking like several inches of fresh snow like not too many crowds things like that then i feel like garmish would be a good place to go um but for me and and my family's needs of uh, what we had there parking was a bitch I and mean, i always I always rate shit on parking because when i get there if i don't have a place to put my car get trash <laughs> uh so uh parking was a pain in the ass because they didn't really have any uh, or enough dedicated parking, so people were like walking, like across the town almost, um, and then and then they didn't really have any lodges like on the mountain itself. So one of our plans was to go up to the lodge, and then uh, my wife and I were doing half days. So you know uh, we'd stay one uh, one of us would stay with the kid, and we'd like swap out. But because they didn't have a lodge that we could hang out on, and just you know relax. Like, we had to traverse back and forth to the hotel, which is a pain in the ass. Um, but, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm so spoiled. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a snow snob, like, 100%. You know, it's like one of the things, like, whenever you get the good shit, nothing else. Well, how were the runs themselves? Uh, the runs were, like, besides crowded. And also visibility was shit, too, which is pretty common out there. Because it's Germany. So, um Visibility, like half the time we were riding, it was in the clouds. So you're essentially, uh, you've seen the Matrix, right? Of course. Right. So you know the room where Neo's in is just white. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> there is absolutely no reference points uh, when it's cloudy like that. Um, you can only really see probably like five feet in front of you and five feet in like all directions. Uh, but you have really no depth perception until you look down. So you look down, and that's when you start seeing the tracks in the snow and things like that. But with the speed that you should be going and uh, and your reaction time, the by the time you see something or an obstacle or somebody, it could already be too late if you're not in the right position. So uh, say I'm going m- not even fast, but just kind of the uh, uh, the normal speed of the slope that I'd have to stay in order to traverse a flat area or something like that. 
say I'm going across a flat at an average speed and I run across a brand new ski or snowboarder. Say a snowboarder just fell down in front of me. I didn't see him until he was already down and now I have to tr now I have to turn out of the way. I would have probably like mm, max two seconds to react. Like from seeing that, then like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. And if I didn't like turn out far enough, like I could, you know, you could severely injure somebody. Um, which we've seen it happen. Seen it happen. Um, Cause but anyway. Snowboarders always trying to show off. That's why no one likes you guys. Hey, I don't care if snowboarders <coughs> show off. I care if skiers sit on the fucking knuckle. Hey. I hate that shit. Hey, it's our. It's Hashtag our. hate skiers. That's Which came first? It's, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who came first? It came first. It was our, it it was our slope. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Actually, I've always wanted to learn how to snowboard, but I just... I, I feel like that. it's way... So, um, something I've... Uh, uh, something that uh, my wife and I have really kind of come to uh, an understanding of, actually, f for a long time. I'll say this is like seven years, you know, eight years in the making, and... Uh, if you want somebody to come out to the mountain the very first time and have a good time, you have them go skiing if they've never been on anything. You have them go skiing, you know why? Why? Because it is easier to learn oh, in yeah. order to go down the mountain. So it's much more natural position with your feet, feet facing forward. Mm -hmm. And then just the way they have to manipulate the skis, it's much more natural and they can kind of understand it. Um, now... If they're really stubborn, they'll go snowboarding, right? And this is something, uh, this is something I, uh, I preach to to new snowboarders. You will one hundred percent of the time get hurt. Whether it's sore bones, bruised knees, hurt ass, something, you will take some fucking falls. You will have whiplash hmm. because you're falling and everything like that. It is a fucking rite of passage, goddammit. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer on this, man. I'm a firm believer on this because you have people that, you know, um, they, they're like, oh, no, I've never fallen. It's just like, well, then you don't really snowboard. You kind of coast down the mountain. Like, if, if you're not actively, you know, carving, if you're not actively um, shredding, as we like to call, yeah. uh, <clears throat> then you, you don't really have an understanding of what it's like to fuck up so you don't really you don't have that that um that point of reference to say no like he just smashed his face on the glacier like he went face first oh shit like no, because I, I, I have fallen I, I have damn near fallen off of a mountain i have fallen at the bottom of a of a run when i tried to stop uh, yeah that's a funny story went uh snowboarding with a skiing friend of mine and uh we make it all the way down the run and this is when i'm still new and he stops like we're at the we're at the lift he stops i stop right next to him we make eye contact and then i just start fucking leaning back leaning back leaning back whack <laughs> i cracked my head like it was like it was like you take a piece of wood and you just tip it over <laughs> and it was like solid on ice uh and then i just went home and bought a new snowboard i said fuck this <laughs> oh, but uh so garmish uh, garmish uh it was nice to get out. Um, like, we've been to a lot of places. It was nice to get out and go and hang out with friends. Um, but for the snowboarding piece and everything like that, 
and if you're looking for a quick weekend just to go, especially for people in the area, it, it's it's nice. It's, it's not a bad home mountain because it's pretty big. Um, but if you go down there expecting, like, the full Al- Alps experience, you're going to be severely disappointed. Severely disappointed because there's uh, so many other great places in the Alps. Um, so outside of the... Uh, of the uh, of the snowboarding, uh, when we first got down there, we tried to go to this place. It was like a uh, a wild game place to eat, and uh, you know we've been there before, and it was fantastic. And we get there, and it's like ten o'clock. I'm like, oh, I looked on Yelp. This place closes at eleven thirty. We got plenty of time. We get in there. Uh, yes, we'd like a table for four, please. <gasps> Today, tonight, <laughs> like, are, chick, are you offended? <laughs> Yes. No, I came in here asking for a table tomorrow. I'm like, what the fuck? Why They're like, you're going to make us work? Yeah. Well, <laughs> she had to tell me that the uh, uh, that the kitchen was closed. and oh, that really? they, Yeah. I'm like, really? Okay. So, essentially, we went to the Italian spot around the corner. Um, they had some, like, some, some decent pasta, some pretty good pizza. But, uh, you know, Italians are always open late. Like, their places are open like, yeah, late. We ended up eating with the staff because everybody else was out of there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of weird. You know, you have an hour and a half, hour and a half left of business to do, and you close the kitchen. I think that's the time they kick people out. Like, I think that's like that time on on Yelp was like the time they were kicking people out. Oh, yeah. But I mean, um, the food there is it's very stereotypical. Um, a mix of uh, uh, <coughs> of Italian and. Uh, of Italian and German, so you'd have you know your schnitzel and things like that. But we we find ourselves going more and more to the Italian restaurants um, because it's, uh, it's typically it's well it's familiar. Not only that, but I mean you know we're we're definitely familiar with um, with uh, you know Italian and German foods. Oh, but oh, but uh, it's they're typically just open longer and more receptive to larger groups. Is is what I is what I've learned, and it's you know it's it's very casual in there, uh, but we did actually did get a a really good place to eat. Uh, oh man, why 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 am I drawing a blank? So it was like hotel or restaurant Vaughn V A U N, uh, and we had um, <coughs> r- uh, steak and ravioli. Oh my goodness, the steak was not dry aged. But it was delicious, <laughs> and uh, they gave us a uh, artisanal or artisan. I don't know what's the artisanal. word. Artisanal. Artisanal. Uh, artisanal. <laughs> it was something with artistry in it, uh, <laughs> like uh, oil, uh, oil uh, and truffle, I believe, to go on top of uh, the the pre-bread uh, workout. You like what I did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, and butter and things like that. It was just a fantastic spread. Um, but it turns out that all of us, except for one of us, ended up getting the special. So, like, I can't really say that we all got, like, this different thing and tried it. Because it, we were all like, no, that that looks so good. I need to have this. Um, I need to have the special. This place is phenomenal. Um, but, I mean, I, I mean, besides that, it was kind of a, a bland trip. Um, it was good to get out for the long weekend. Well, then enough of your crap. I know. <coughs> Let's get on to my vampire killing adventure. Oh, Van Helsing. <laughs> Van what, Helsing, you, really? You think you're Blade now? Uh, you think you're Blade now? Now. What do you now. mean now? N- now. Now. Go to Transylvania one time. 
<laughs> this is actually my second time, but this is the first time I got to enjoy myself. Ah, uh, first time you didn't. First time was uh was on on business business. I can there was no fun to be had. Oh. But uh, <coughs> no. So I uh, uh, although I did have a, uh, I think part of my adventure was actually just getting there as well. Um, I had to go. I flew into um, Bucharest, and I actually had to have the f- when I flew in. I had a nine-hour layover um, before I flew to Aradia. So when I first got there, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, um, <coughs> you know, I didn't book a hotel because I was like, I didn't want to go sleep and you know miss my flight or anything in the morning. So at first, I was like, oh, I'm gonna hang out in this. Uh, I'm just going to hang out in the uh, airport and just chill until I uh until I saw what the airport had to offer and realized that's probably not my best bet. Sorry, so I just finished my drink. <laughs> that is fucking horrid. <laughs> so, I actually had the um I went outside, went to the car. I got got a cab, which I actually liked their cab system. You you know, they had a nice little kiosk. I went in, told them what I wanted to go, punched in, and then it spit me out a ticket. And this cab, you know, this number will take you here. And so you already knew how far it was, you know, so you had a good judgment of the fare. So, you know, so you So you didn't prepay. You you didn't prepay, but you had, like, when you you put it in and they gave you the ticket, uh, you knew how far it was, you had an idea, because most of them was like, you know, uh, two two Leo per kilometer. And like one Leo is like twenty six cents, or so. Um, oh yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, so it was like you know you had a good price. So I went there and I just like I was like uh I was like hey take me to a bar. So I like that. Let's <laughs> let's, let's see how shady it is. Yeah, <laughs> is he going to take me to his cousin's bar? Is it going to be a good bar? Yeah, is it going well, to be on the other side of town so he gets a good fare? The, the cabbie <laughs> was like, oh, do you want to see the ladies? And I was like. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I ain't here to fuck spiders, mate. <laughs> it's like I was like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to go. You know, granted, and, and just to be fair, I'm very happily married, and you know, my wife listens to the podcast, so she would definitely have issues. She would have issues with me doing other things, but I'm pretty sure she knows me well enough that I don't want to go to a bar with a bunch of dudes in it because that's going to be awful. So well, well, I think you also have a story about that actually happening. <laughs> yeah, I yeah yeah yeah. Well, yeah, not you, this trip, but you, it's you, happened. Yeah, you get little man syndrome. Yeah, and you're a big ass fucking dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's a, that's a story for another time. Um, but we get I get to the bar and uh, we sit and I, and I order a couple of drinks, and you know everyone's like, oh, you know, you want to go? They're trying to give me all these tips because I have to come back to. Uh, I have to come back uh, through Bucharest on my way out, and at that time I had a twelve-hour layover. So I was trying to—I was basically doing recon for my return trip. And uh, once I realized I was starting to get drunk and I didn't want to miss my flight, I—I I, I went and grabbed something to eat. And actually, ended up grabbing a donor, and uh, which is the best food in the world. Yeah, it's one of the world's most perfect foods, especially when you've been drinking. Like I, you can't go wrong with the donor. You really can't. You can't. Like it's it's funny because you know, and I just want to side note this real quick because the donor deserves its own little bullet point. <laughs> the donor, we've been drunk in many many cities, 
right? Especially yeah. in Europe. And if you're drunk and you catch a whiff of donor, you instantly know exactly where you are. Yep. You're like, oh, yep, yep. Uh, donor's this way. That's where I'm <laughs> going. And you could follow your nose literally all the way to the, all the, way to the shop and then just be engorge yourself once you get there. Oh, oh it's fantastic. I can't trust a man that doesn't like a donor. Especially if you if you if you go out drinking and you say, "Hey, you know, we're drunk. Let's go grab a donor." And someone says, "I don't like donor." You leave that person there. He is not your friend. He's not. He he, he's a psychopath. Yeah, there's something wrong with yeah. him. Yeah. Or he doesn't have a tongue. <laughs> so, anyway, I grab a donor, I go back to the airport, and then there was a search for the uh, a place to uh try to kick get a quick nap before I got on the plane. And this place, uh, this airport has, like, no place to sleep. There's no benches. Like, everything's seats. Like, there's no, like, long benches or anything. Mm-hmm. or any- So, and they're very short on outlets, which is what everybody is looking for in the airport. So, Did you have, like, the asshole that put, like, the, the outlet stickers on the poles? Uh, no. <laughs> I, no. I, I think that's probably, great. I would have probably great. hunt that dude down. <laughs> but, no, I, found, I finally found a corner and... Um, found a corner and, and and put in you know put on an audio book and like took a quick nap and uh, got up when the it w- when my flight was called and then flew the rest of the way. Uh, but when I got to uh, Oradia, um, I took a taxi into the uh, downtown or to my airport uh, my hotel first, and um, it was re- actually really nice. I was trying to get a feel of the the. The city, but the the one thing I did notice um, was about the architecture there was like it was so it was so mis ma- like mixed match like there was like this really nice um, like modern and medieval kind of mismatch. No, just like just like different places. Like I I, I swear to God, there were some houses that looked like they would have been right at home in like Miami Beach. Like they had that that pure people from Miami or from South Florida pretty much uh, understand what I'm talking about. Like they had that that Floridian feel to it. You know the archways, the the the, the just the way it was set up. Like if I would have took a picture and like posted it on my Facebook, guarantee you know uh, most of the family friends would probably been like, man, wh- wh- when did you come home? Where 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 are you? I was like, no, I'm in I'm in Romania. And then you'd have like a old older like gothic style architecture like kind of reminiscent of like um uh russian old russian i'd say not gothic so like more old russian type architecture like very square well, kind of or square and or you mean like the the, the, the red palace kremlin kind yeah more okay. like the kremlin sort of thing and then you'd have like very modern Stuff so it was like weird, and then you just have like old and dilapidated. Like you did literally have like a very nice house or apartment block or something, right next to like the dilapidated, uh, dilapidated building, and then you know another house or something like that or or church or same something like that. So it was it was kind of it was kind of weird on that point. Um, and I took pictures of a lot of these because I was just like, wow, this is weird. It was like, you know, the the mix match of architecture architecture. Um, anyway, so uh, going out and about in the city uh, after in the evening was actually pretty nice. So one of the things that uh, I joked about a lot is that uh, while I was there, um, I can tell you right now, while I was there, I have seen a total, I ran into a grand total of five black people in both cities. 
five. Well, now like this total. is not this is not a bad thing, you know. This is Romania, all right. There's not really black. Yeah, people black people is not the first thing I that imagine. comes to your mind. You're like, no. you don't go to Romania. And I think of Slavs. You do. You I do, think or, of like or, the or squatting at least, Slavs, at least the Romanis and stuff like that. But it was like I was. I, I so I joked because uh, you know uh, me and my friend we went out, um, and he's also black, and. Uh, we one night we went to go see uh, Black Panther like, again. Oh, you saw it out there for a second time? For a second time. And I thought the funny part about that, now granted, a lot of people in Romania do speak English. Uh, it was very common. It was very common to come to someone, and I guess I don't know if they just deal with a lot of Americans or a lot of you know English speakers, a lot of Brits and stuff, because there was a lot of Brits there too. But it was like they were like they're going to try English first before they tried you know, anything else. Well, that, that's something I've noticed in my in my travels is English is by far like the the Star Wars equivalent of of Galactic Basic. Which, <laughs> if you're a nerd, you know what I'm talking about. But um, it's essentially like the common denominator, you know, because you have Hollywood, you have all these other things where uh, you know it, if especially the what I've noticed is the more Eastern European and the smaller the country. The more languages they speak, and the more likelihood that they, that they speak English fluently. Yeah. Well, and that's true. Well, because in 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 Aradia, we a lot of the um, you know a lot of the uh, the signs were you know you did get a lot of signs that were in Ro- Romanian, Hungarian, and actually it usually went Romanian, English, and then Hungarian. Uh, most of the signs that were there. I can see that. Yeah. So it was like very common. But uh, when we went go when we went to go see Black Panther. By the way, you're welcome for that. What? If it wasn't for us, you know, you, you want to have <laughs> you want to have English just, in Hungary. Right I just told you Black Panther came out. Don't don't <laughs> don't be talking to me this way, okay? But anyway, I'll Eric Killmonger your ass. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it. Stop trying to fucking. Oh, you need to hurry up. But uh, so we went to go see it, and it was two black dudes coming, two big black dudes at this. Right, so we're we're going in, and it looked like it was so funny because it looked like everyone was like looking to us for guidance on the movie. Like, can I enjoy this in your they're, presence? Yeah, because like we're like, hey, we're we're coming to see Black Panther, and they're like, okay, and then we walked in, and they were like, because it was sold out, it was sold out. Like we got like the last two tickets, wow, um, that were available, and it was like we walked in, and they were like, oh, black people. Well, yeah, they only see you on the big screen. Yeah, exactly. That's what it seemed like. It was like, <laughs> oh, they only, you know, I'm, I'm granted, you know, I'm, I'm being facetious on a lot of this, but you should have been like, where the fuck's my red carpet? <laughs> but I'm in the I, fucking I'm pretty movie. sure <laughs> they've seen black people before, but it was just so funny because there, there are not many of us that were there that, you know, a lot of them were like, <gasps> and then, you know, we were talking about Black Panther because me being a huge comic book nerd that I am, we were just talking a lot about Black Panther, and there was like people like around, like, Asking questions or looking like they want to ask questions and enjoy it and engage in the conversation after the movie was over, and I was just like, "Yes." So, were you like comparing it completely to the comics, or were you? Because you know, I, 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 so so let's let's let, let's quickly kind of recap. Not 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 a huge recap, but so the the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they've taken the comic storylines and and merge them into something new, right? Yeah, they did, but they also so even though they kept a lot of things um close to what Black Panther is about, um they did diverge through the the canon, so to speak. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they change a lot of things. So, like in Civil War, um, T'Chaka dies. Um, but it is um, Zemo that kills our the schemes that Zemo put in place. Mm-hmm. And, not, and not Ultron. No, it was Claw. Ulysses Claw. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah but he was in Age of Ultron. Yeah. But it was Claw that actually kills um, T'Chaka, not, not uh, Zemo. And uh, there's a lot of other things. I don't want to go into it without spoilers just yet. Thank you. Um, we will have a... Uh, We'll have we'll do a, we'll do a Black just Panther for Black Panther, but um anyway, so yeah it was a it was a great little thing and we went out and people were very helpful for us um you know anytime we were trying to get around and and we ask questions people would with uh without a doubt were were willing to help us uh, I don't know if it was just that there we were we were two big imposing dudes or they were just naturally friendly but everywhere I went though you know if I asked questions or needed something. People were ready to help. Um, so nightlife in Ar- Aradia, um, considering that I was there mostly through the week, was not that much. I mean, of course, normal bub- bars and pubs were open, but uh, and people were friendly enough, and uh, the palinka was always flowing. <laughs> I, I don't know why you took more than a few drinks because I'm done with this, man. Uh, <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> believe you made me drink this. Well, it was kind of it was kind of hard because um, since I'm not dr- I haven't been drinking beer. Um, there's, but there's whiskey. Well, there was whiskey. Actually, they actually had uh, a lot a good selection of whiskeys out there to uh, and scotches um, to accommodate me because like I was like I went to one place more than once and uh, everyone was ordering beer. And normally I'm I'm a beer guy too, but I was like, you know, I was like, oh, I gotta get the scotch. And he was like, Oh, I walk in there. He goes, No beer, no beer. And he's like, Your friend has no. He doesn't want any beer. And I was like, I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna get the. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna get some scotch. And he's like, Okay, okay. And he was ready. So I came in the third time. He actually poured the scotch for me. And uh, before before I even got there to the. Uh, Get got up to the bar. Oh no, he's like, oh, he's coming. He's gonna yep. want this. He saw me walk in. What kind of scotch was it? Um, so I had a Macallan. I had the Avalor. Uh, oh yeah, you showed me the the Avalor. The Avalor. I'm I'm three drinks in. It's like that's it. <laughs> well, it was supposed to we be. We go like, three drinks in a podcast. <laughs> it was supposed to be a, a more productive meeting, but it it started off that way, and then it just eventually devolved into like I was like, why did you call a meeting at a bar? There's only one reason you do that. Exactly. Like, did you, you actually expect <laughs> I know this who, to be productive? I just want to know who opened the tab. Who, there, there had to have been a tab. Uh, like, the tab. Like, the one that you could put anything on. Oh, you know what? I don't know. I didn't figure that out. Yeah, if somebody calls a meeting at that, they want you drunk. So you better, like, make them pay for it. Oh, well, I didn't pay for it. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I didn't pay for it. Matter of fact, because we're the first, <laughs> the first one came... They're like, hey, uh, so uh, I'm gonna get some drinks, and I'm like, all right. And I was like, you know what? And I was like, you know, oh, you ain't drinking beer. So I was like, well, what scotch do they have? And he was like, oh, they have Oban, they have Avalor, Avalor. Yep, done. I've Avalor. That one's been on the podcast. You yeah. can rewind a few episodes and find yeah. it. I was like, give me a double. Give me uh, a double. What year was it? Uh, this, I think it was the tw- it was the twelve year. And the twelve year, so I got two doubles. Actually, no, <laughs> three doubles of the twelve year. And uh, they had some others too. They they had one that was um, I'd never seen it before, and it was a 16 years, but it was also really expensive. 
So I was like, uh, I'm going to let that one pass for right now. Wait, wait. It was Avalor 16? No, it wasn't an Avalor. Oh. It was another. It's a, it's a scotch I didn't see. I've not seen before. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I missed that part. But I uh, was daydreaming. I was daydreaming about Avalor for a second. Good reason. For damn good reason. That bottle is fucking gone. <laughs> gone. But I'm a, So a couple of interesting things that happened on this trip. Uh, one was a... Uh, a six-man brawl that I had, I want to be clear, I had nothing to do with. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. We know that. We all know. Because when I heard about did. it, I was like, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I have to leave? Why did we leave? <laughs> no, but there was a, we were at one place, and um, we were drinking, and then we were like, okay, things were kind of winding down, and, uh, you know, it's not going well. So we're like, all right, time to go. So we left. And we come around the next day, and they're like, yeah, y'all hear about the fight? And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, there was a big fight, man. There was like, you know, apparently one was talking to another guy. Uh, it was an Italian and a uh, Dutch guy. The uh, Italian guy, I don't know what said to start it off, but the Italian guy uh, pushed the Dutch guy and slapped him. And when that happened, the Dutch start commencing to whooping ass. The Italian guy's friends jumped in, and the Dutch guy's friends jumped in. Jumped in, so it was like a three-on-three battle, and they had to call the police. And but was it a dance-off? The was, Dutch versus the Italian yeah, European it was, edition. <laughs> no, it wasn't a dance-off. Step off. it up. But I was like, <laughs> oh my god, we missed this. I was like, there was a brawl, and I was not involved. It was probably for the best. But to be honest, I mean, let let's think about this logically. If you were involved, nothing would have happened. Well, that's kind of you're a big ass black dude. That's nothing would have happened. Well, that's been like they were like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> I saw just I just saw Black Panther, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> we are cool, we well, are cool. Is this all good? Okay, grazie. <laughs> well, that's actually that's interesting you say that because when I got to so when I got was coming home and I, I stopped back in Bucharest, I was like, all right, uh, I'm gonna go out and you know. I'm just going to go out and see Bucharest and, and see, you know, what's everything about. And I go out and I'm walking the streets. Like, I, I literally, like, walk the streets for, like, five hours. Ooh. Yeah, just, like, just walking around, seeing different sites and everything like that. And then eventually I was like, all right, I need to get me something to eat. So I found a restaurant. Uh, got, again, look for a traditional Romanian restaurant. Trying to do the whole immersion thing? Yeah, pretty much. I, yeah. I like, I, I didn't ask for, like... Because, uh, like, so unlike Aradia is like a small little city, uh, Bucharest is like a large, larger metro, met- metropolitan. It's going to be much more international, a lot harder to get kind of the authentic Right, feel. exactly. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I need to go. Wh- I was like, well, if you were going to go for Romanian food, where would you go? Yeah. And so they, they, they put me in the right direction. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm fed. I'm, I'm all right. And I was like, well, maybe I just just a party all night, you know. And try to do that thing again, and I realize I'm getting old. So <laughs> <laughs> my mind's there; it was ready to party, but my body just wouldn't go. <laughs> well, I was like, "All right, maybe I need to set out." So I was like, "All right," I went and um, I found a I found a hotel, and and this is why I say like the people were helpful because I was like, I show up to the hotel, uh, no reservation, just walked in, and it was like, "Hey, I got a flight in the morning. I just need a place." to crash for a couple of hours. Can I get a room? And he was like, yes, of course. He's like, 
do you, you just really, you know, for a couple of years, like a couple of those, I was like, yeah. I was like, what, what's your rate? And he's like, hold on. He went back. You from you, my friend, this is my, what, what I give you. And I'm like. I love that. Yeah. The personalized, like, d- the, 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 I'm making you a deal conversation. Yeah. I love that shit. So, <laughs> I mean, granted, I mean, they're not losing out any money, but it's like, honestly, so he's like, yeah, I'll give you a deal. So he, he actually got me a, a room, balcony, nice little room, um, and it w- I basically paid a quarter of, well, not a quarter, about, about a little bit more than half the, not the, the average rate. But, of course, I didn't want to just sit in a room all night. So I went, uh, I went out. So where I was staying at, where the hotel was at was more, more like in the center of downtown and everything like that. And I had walked around, and uh, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, we need to step our gentlemen's club game up because there was like five gentlemen's clubs around the, the area. And when I say gen- gentlemen's clubs, strip clubs, whatever, but this isn't no strip. This ain't no strip club where the chicks got bullet holes and <laughs> stretch marks and shit like this. And Tammy's got like two kids and she's pregnant oh, no. on the pole. I I was joking. I was like, hey, I'm gonna find me my, my own millennia Trump up in this motherfucker. Cause uh the the girls were beautiful. I mean and when I say high end, they were it would I mean high end, what we would consider high end, but it wasn't really expensive because, you know, you know <laughs> because that exchange rate. Because that you gotta love that exchange rate. <laughs> <laughs> that rem- that reminds me of uh Euro trip. Yep. And it's like Here's a nickel. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> goes, goes to the manager. He slaps him. Fuck you. I, I buy my own hotel. <laughs> That's what it seemed <laughs> For like. For a nickel, yeah. But it was it was high, and it's like they didn't just like they didn't just strip. They like put on shows. Like they were like full oh, so fledged. It was, it was actual entertainment. Yeah, it was actual entertainment. Like it was full fledged shows. You had you had you know the the waitresses serving you, and I mean it was like oh cool. And I'm like, oh this is nice. This is really nice. And then I went uh, next door. I came out of there and I went uh, next door to a, a little bar and they had like live music and everything like that. And uh, so I have this this working hypothesis that's been uh, proven right almost every time. And I always say that within 10 minutes of a black person entering an establishment that's playing music in Europe, they're going to put on hip hop. Well, not just hip hop. They're gonna have some. They're gonna start doing black songs. Baby got that. (laughs) Well, not that. They should. They fucking should. But it was so funny. (laughs) It's like you know the guy was he was doing live music and all this stuff, and he was you know doing you know a lot of popular songs and stuff like that. You know, a little band, and then I walk in, and then he's like, you know, everyone everyone watches me walk in. (laughs) Yeah, that was the thing. It was like everyone watches me walk in because it was like. I've seen it. I've seen it. it. It does happen. It's a black man. It's pretty. Oh, granted, when, when I tell you, I when I was walking around Bucharest this whole time for that five hours, I saw zero black people. Period. One of the five black people I saw on this trip was one of the girls dancing in a gentleman's club. She was from Tanzania. Mm. Tanzania. She was, yeah, she was beautiful. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I walk into the club, I walk into this bar, and everyone watching watch me watching me walk in, and I sit down and I and I order a drink, and um, first I order the first one at the bar, and I sit down, and as I'm sitting down, he starts singing 
Michael Jackson. But but I mean, <laughs> is this like early Michael or like late Michael? This is mid Michael. This is this is post bad. Um, but, but this is black and white Michael. Okay, so he was already Caucasian at this point. Uh, he was he wasn't no because he was still transitioning. Transition. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson trans- is like the only transracial <laughs> dude that we will actually the accept. accept yeah. <laughs> He was he was still in because because even when even around bad and dangerous, you know yeah he was a whole lot lighter but he was still black like there was no mistaking he wasn't alien Michael yet. It's all in the hips really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like look at him dancing. No white guy moves well, like no that. White guy moves. <laughs> so he started singing Michael and I was like oh okay and then he did Lean on Me. Lean he, on me. Then he did Stand By Me. Really? Like like back like, to back. He went uh, like yeah. Lean on Me is like in a club? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That's the worst playlist ever. Well, no, it's not a club, it was a bar. It was a bar with live with live music. And 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 was this the strippers? No, 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 no. This was just oh, a regular different bar. One. Yeah, this oh, was a okay. regular bar. But still, like like drinking to that those songs? I don't know, man. I don't know. They were singing along. They well, were single. Okay, along okay I'll say that because I've done a presky, which for for people that don't know, it's drinking after the mountain. It's like a full blown party after you come down from skiing or snowboarding. It's you just you wear all your same gear. You go into the snow to the to bar, and they play things. And the most ridiculous old school song that that we have uh, are like party songs, like Sweet Caroline. Mm-hmm. Sweet Caroline, dun, 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 dun. like a, like fucking the crowd goes wild for that shit. Yeah, yeah. So, lean on me though. He did lean on me. He wow. was like, yeah. And then he's like, well, when you got to call on me, brother, when, when you, you need, need a hand. hand. And they were all singing it, and I was wow. just like, wow. I was like, okay, okay. Because that's like, like a really kind of chill, like. I don't know. Like, I would not think th- yeah. of that as a drinking music. And then he, well, he followed it up with Stand By Me. And I was just like, Stand By Me. Stand by me. Oh, oh won't you stand? That's like Temptations back to back, right? No, who did uh, who did the first temptations. one? Temptations. Oh, my God. I've seen Tempta- Temptations in one rendition of it. It's still Black History Month, man. I'm going to need you to Yeah, so, so. We got another week left. Do you really, <laughs> <do you> really <laughs> want to go into that? I mean. Cause we we could do a whole podcast on Black History Month. Of course we can. We should have. And then you're probably gonna get some some talk about that. But oh, we're gonna do one on Black Panther. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me. I'm let me, just let saying, me. if Black Panther came out in March, you'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Admit it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, so the 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 what what um the funny thing that that happened in the bar, um that that really drove home the fact that you know these people are not there were I don't know if there's just nice or is it because I'm a big black dude and I was so I made an order and it was busy everything's busy I, I really didn't hold it against I'm not really holding it against the staff or anything I'm not I'm like rude like because oh. I always tell people don't get rude with people who are fixing your drinks or your food nope no I used to work in a restaurant I used to work in the kitchen um that's rule we, number 10 we will fuck your shit up trust me it, it happens have it's, you seen the movie waiting <laughs> waiting waiting was a little exaggerated well it was a little extreme but but very similar we will we will fuck your shit up if you you're rude so I put in the order and for a drink, and it was wild. And like a song goes by, you know, boom, no drink. And another song goes by, 
no drink. So, you know, the guy's still performing, and I'm trying not to, you know, I'm not trying to be rude, and I'm trying to get the uh, their attention. And I was like, hey. And apparently, I must have been drunk, hey, <laughs> <laughs> because it was loud, and uh, and the whole bar stopped. The dude stopped playing. Everyone stopped singing. Everything, like, everything stopped. <laughs> and it was like, whoosh, they're all looking at me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and you, I was like. You just messed with the black guy. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, oh, my my drink. I just like, I just wanted you to let you know, you know, I haven't got my drink yet. And, it was, and the guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's, it's, it's coming. It's coming right here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no worries. I just, just wanted to remind you because I hadn't gotten my drink yet. Uh, it's been too long. But I was just like. Wow, I actually I think I, I texted you when that happened. Yeah, you did. You're like, I just stopped the whole the fucking whole bar. Whole bar, <laughs> like every the dude, and it's like, man, I don't want him to be like, uh, damn, the, this black dude is. He just came in here and he, you know, he just acted out. I was like, no, I was just no, like, no, no, no. I was just trying to be, you know, cordial. But you will respect my authority. You will. No. But he was cool. Panther just came out, goddamn it. <laughs> but it, you know, it was funny because he, uh, I ordered a double, and I guess he, he, he had they. It was this drink was bigger than than the doubles I ordered previously, so I guess he was that was his way of saying, <laughs> "I'm sorry," you know, his peace offering. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, but please uh, don't hurt me, Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I get you know, and it was, it was great. It, it was uh, all, all in all a good night. Um, walking around and, it, and and even seeing people on the streets, like I literally like ran. So thing about me is like I am very good at talking to anybody. You know, if you want to have a conversation. I will talk to you, uh, whatever. And but I'm also very receptive to people coming to talk to me. And as I was walking around the streets, you know, during that day and even that night, just the amount of people who would just come up and you know ask me questions. Well, they they actually asked me a lot of questions for my shirt because I was wearing a um, uh, Punisher shirt. Uh, and I like ah oh, Frank Castle. Yeah, they were like, oh Punisher, and you know that. And then it was like, you know, a lot of people would talk about that. A lot of them mostly just saw like the the Netflix series and which is fucking dope. By the way, it is pretty dope. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you're doing yeah, yourself a disservice. Yeah, but you really it, need to go check it out. But then they were like, you know, they're asking where you come from, and of course, when I open my mouth, you know, they're like, oh, okay, it's American, and they were, they were, you know, they were, they were just really nice, and I was just like, okay, well, what else? What should I see? You know, where should I go? And they would tell me places to go, and I didn't get to get to all of them, so. Definitely a trip back to Bucharest is uh, in order. Um, well, we got to go for the steak. Well, we're definitely going for the steak. But, you know, the thing that I didn't, you know, the only bad part about my trip is that I only killed about three vampires while I was there. Oh, yeah. So and you did not get a, f- a chance to fight six guys. And I didn't get a, I didn't get a, get a chance to get into a six-man brawl. Yeah, that's... Yeah. that's it's always a downer. It's always a downer. I, I kick myself whenever that doesn't happen. <laughs> Do a lot of kicking. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but uh, so this has been, you know, kind of a uh, one of our, I want to say, almost normal kind of traveling. So this has kind of been a, a very long episode of the Bacchanalian Peregrine, right? Of uh, I'm not even going to say what it is, but for the listeners, you should just go back and get on like pseudonym.com and like figure out what the fuck I mean. <laughs> Uh, but uh, this is a segment that we've been wanting to do where we kind of um, share our traveling and drunken traveling stories. 
like, hey, I was fucked up in this place. This happened, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, because they can be pretty fun, and they're always really fun to tell and share. Um, and it's just great for people to get out the house, you know? Oh, it is, man. I, you know, I believe in that Mark Twain quote where it says, you know, like, um, paraphrasing, but uh, traveling is... Uh, um, uh, traveling, kill. yeah, traveling is uh, lethal. No, not lethal. Uh, what did, did it say lethal? <laughs> no, 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 it, no, but yeah, I should look up the quote. But it's uh, 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 traveling is it's something like lethal to 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 races or something like something along that line. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, I got it. I got it. Uh, traveling is fatal to uh, to ignorance and bigotry. There we go. Yes, All right. uh, which is one hundred percent true. 100% true. Uh, once you get people out of their comfort zones, especially out of the community that they grew up in, and they're able to experience the world as an, as a whole, and they get to experience other cultures, uh, foods, cuisines, drinks, um, drinking, things like that, uh, they, you know, people tend to get a much better appreciation for not only themselves, but also for uh, other cultures and become more tolerant. Yeah. Which it, is 100%. I mean, I, we see that constantly in what we do. Yeah, constantly. And it's, a, it's, it's a definitely a thing that we try to encourage with people because, I, I, you know, sad, sad to say there's a lot of people I know, and you too, that, like, they get an opportunity, you know, they, they, they go somewhere. Um, with me, I'm telling you right now, if you travel with me, if we, you, we go somewhere, you better be prepared to get get in part of the culture. If we go somewhere, if I fly freaking halfway around the world and you try to tell me we need to go to make to Burger King because you don't want to try the local food. Motherfucker, you better recognize it. Yeah, you, you ain't traveling with me again. I'm telling <laughs> you that right now. You <laughs> I mean you can go to Burger King. You could yeah, you <laughs> definitely could go to Burger King and it'll be the last trip we take together. Yeah. But I mean that that's something that, you know, uh that I definitely love sharing with my wife as well. Uh, when we first met, we were over in uh, Korea, and we would, you know, get on the train and go to random places, or we would go into Seoul, which is just this huge fucking city, uh, and we would just go and uh, make our way through. Like we didn't speak any Korean, but you know, I would take pictures of food or something that I would want, and I would show the cashier I want this. Uh, so we would find a way, and we would appreciate, and we would enjoy how. Um, you know, uh, how to live there and the food, the drinks, everything like that. Um, but if if you don't have that curiosity, I feel like you are severely lacking. Yep. Um, it's it's just something that really cannot be duplicated. So, and, and this is something, for me, traveling is something I've done all my life, like literally all my life. And matter of fact, this, this you know what 2018 marks for me? What's that? It's a very, this is going to be the first time I've lived in one place longer than four years. First time ever. First time ever. Wow. First time ever. I've never lived wow. in one place longer than, generally, m m most places I've lived in is generally three to four years. Yeah. And I moved to somewhere new. You know what? Germany's going to be that for me, too. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, um, you know, I've been here for three and a half, almost four years now. Uh yeah, about four years now, and uh, I still have a few more to go at least. You know, we'll see how that goes. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, for me too. You know, yeah. But I think that's great though. Like even as a kid, I moved around, mm -hmm. uh, around the U.S. I think I stayed in a place uh, five years, maybe the max. But mm -hmm. I th but I think that's great. You know, at the time, uh, talking about traveling, 
at the time of being a kid when I was in, uh, I think I was living in Colorado at the time, <coughs> was kind of in the phase that I was starting to get accepted into certain social groups, and I didn't want to give that up. And, uh, you know, I was told, oh, we're going to move to Indiana. And I was like, to BFE, <laughs> South Indiana, and the country and everything like that. And I did not want to go. I threw the biggest fit. You know, I'm a, I'm a kid, so uh, I remember throwing that fit. And then I remembered, you know, uh, or and then I had a, a fantastic time and learned so many different life lessons in Indiana. Uh, being in the country, I got to experience things outside of the city, camping, um, uh, camping, bonfires, uh, the Boy Scouts as a whole, like just the country way of living. Uh, you know, you know, being like 13 years old, driving a truck around a farm, uh, you know, going like fishing, you know, all all this stuff that I would never would have been able to do in a in a city type environment, and uh, I absolutely love it. Now, you know, I feel like traveling that much, being younger, has definitely prepared me to um, to embrace other cultures more openly because I know that I can cope with it just fine. I know I don't have that barrier like, oh, my God, I'm going to eat this food, and it's going to be horrible. It's going to be disgusting. I'm not going to enjoy it, and it's going to be the end of the world. It's like, no, no, if I don't like it, I'll just fucking order spaghetti. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you start kind of, like, breaking things down to to it not being a big deal, so it's more nonchalant. It's, you know, you're just embracing it as it comes, and there's all the height that comes with it and all the normal animosity that comes with like new travelers is gone. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, I had to, I had to learn to do it. Like, well, I had no choice. So it was like, yeah, yeah the same thing is like, Oh, you know, you're in this country that doesn't speak English. <laughs> now well, you're in this country that doesn't speak English. You're going to have to deal with it. And now we learn how to drink in many languages. Now. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so hopefully, uh, everyone is a, you know, nice little thing. And, uh, you know, in the comments, we like to hear your travel stories or places you've been and recommendations. And we plan on doing more of these in the future because we're constantly going somewhere. Matter of fact, uh, next month, uh, I am going to Dublin for St. Patty's Day. Yeah, and I may Again. be going to the Netherlands. We yeah. will see how that goes. We'll see how we that goes. See. So we're always on the road and, you know, and, and definitely big trips coming up. Like I'm um, going to my last high school reunion in Korea uh, before they actually closed down my school. So I'll be doing that later in the year. So we'll be in. But uh appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh hope for you guys to come back for another episode of Dose Events of Gentlemen. And uh, boom, we're out of here. <laughs>